Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Mets in the UK. My name's Andrew Beasley and I'm joined by our regular contributors, Tracy and Toria. But we've also got a very special guest for this episode. We're joined by Wayne Randazzo. Now, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you'll know who Wayne is. But in case you don't, um, he's currently the play-by-play guy for the LA Angels on television. But he's known to us in, in Mets world for his work on WCBS 880, doing radio commentary for the Mets for several years with, uh, with Harry Rose. And one of his other roles is doing Friday Night Baseball on Apple TV+, Plus, which is why we've um, got hold of him this week, because on Friday, the second half of the season gets underway with um, Mets against the Dodgers on Friday night at City Field, and I believe um, Wayne's going to be there. So um, thank you for joining us, Wayne. And uh, how's it going to feel to be going back to City Field on Friday? Yeah, it'll be weird. It'll be my first time back uh, since leaving, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to go there. I, I haven't seen the new video board in person yet, just on TV and in pictures. It looks massive, and uh, so that'll be a new experience, and maybe I'll, I'll have time to try some of the new food that's there. But um, you know, it, it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be really good to go back. Uh, so much familiarity with that place and um, with with being at City Field for a, a Mets Dodgers game. There's always a lot of juice at that at the ballpark for those. And, you know, I think the Mets still trying to hang on to uh, some hope uh, going into the to the second half here. And, you know, really, um, you know, trying to try, need to come out hot. So I think it would be uh, it'll be a good atmosphere there. And I'm excited to, to go there and, and see everybody, too. You know, I've saw, I saw some of the, the my uh, Mets friends when when I did the Mets and Phillies on Apple a couple of weeks ago in Philadelphia. This will be a good chance to see all the, the city field stadium people and, and the people around the ballpark there. So, um, you know, it'll I'm looking forward to it and it's, it's going to be great. Yeah, I saw your note when you uh, you posted on Twitter back in January. You said, I will miss you all, but I admit I will miss Steve Gelbs the most. So uh, <laughs> presumably you'll be looking to catch up with him. Yeah, that holds true. I saw Steve, um, you know, in Philly and and got to, to have dinner with him. I'm not sure if he'll even be there uh, Friday. He might still be in his all-star break since TV uh, doesn't have to be there. But, you know, happy to see Steve in, in Philadelphia. And, you know, the Angels are going to be at City Field in August, too. So that'll be a good uh, chance to see the TV crew because, um, you know, when Apple does the, the TV games, the TV people aren't there. Um, so, you know, when I go back in August for the Mets Angel series, I'll see all the SNY people that will be there to, to do the games for SNY. So um, that'll be nice. And, you know, I, I just have such a, an affection for for the for the Mets organization and the people that I, I knew for all those years there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to being there as, as much as possible. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, um Talking about on the field, I mean, how do you feel um, it's gone for the Mets this season? I mean, obviously, we know it hasn't gone too well, but do you think they're sort of primed for a charge for the for the wild card? Can we get our hopes up for the second half of the season? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you hope for. Yeah, I, I think they had a pretty good run there toward the end of the, the first half, had a good series in Arizona. You know, the Padres seem to be playing better. They, they swept the Angels right before the Mets got there, and then they took two out of three from the Mets. So the Padres had a nice little charge going into the break because a lot of talent on that team and the Mets feel the same way. I mean, the Mets and Padres uh, played each other in the playoffs last year and, and both kind of felt like they would be there at the end this year. So uh, I think there's, I wouldn't sleep on either of those teams, at least not yet. I, uh, not until the trade deadline comes and goes. 
because I think, in, especially in the Mets case, there's certainly some tradable some tradable pieces there if they decide to go that route. But uh, I can certainly understand why they would want to see how these two weeks go uh, right out of the gate to see if they can they can have a nice run to to to, to buy in at the trade deadline, at least buy into the group and and potentially add to it. So these are important games. You know, the Dodgers are not going to be an easy opponent. They played great going into the all-star break that really the last three weeks going into the break, they really seem to hit their stride. Uh, Urias is going to pitch on Friday against Verlander. So it'll be a good, a good matchup and a, and a fun series. It, it usually is when the Mets play the Dodgers. Yeah, definitely. And um, how are you finding it with the angels? I mean, it must be great seeing like Trout and Otani every night, more or less. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you know, Trout is, is, is such a consistently great player and you know you see his his work that he puts into it day in and day out I, I was surprised by how fast he still is you know this is like his 12th year in the major leagues and he still runs at, at an elite level uh his base running skills are very underappreciated um he, he's just he's 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 a great player and it's 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 fun to be around him and then Shohei, i mean it's it's remarkable what he does um, you know, there's there's really no comparison for the. You know, I think people jam in a Babe Ruth comparison because Babe did both at different times in his career. Really didn't overlap them much. By the time he became the best hitter in baseball, he really stopped pitching by then. Um, so there was really, you know, he didn't do it as a two way player in the, in the way Shohei does. Now back then you couldn't really do it like this because there was no DH. Uh, Shohei is a little bit shielded because of the DH, but even so, I mean, the fact that he can pitch as well as he does and then be in the lineup the very next day without any rest or recovery time, uh, I think he's uh, one of the most incredible athletes in, in the world right now. I think with Shoei as well, it's uh, it's the whole fanfare that goes with him, right? I was uh, in Boston earlier in the year and it was just packed full of people all there to see Shoei. And it wasn't even, I mean, I, I don't know what it's like in LA when he's he's there at home but it seems that they even travel with him or travel to him yeah I mean I don't I don't know if those are necessarily Angels fans or just people that want to see Shohei I think that there is uh there's an aspect of of uh, Shohei following you know certainly there's been a, an enormous influx of of Asian fans and Japanese fans that follow his every move and have have come to the U.S. to to see him play for the Angels, and whether that's at Angels home games or uh, as as you saw on the East Coast, you know, hopefully he's still an Angel when when the team comes back to New York later in the year to play the Mets, and uh, I think he will be. But you, you'll see that there's just I think the buzz and the 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 evolution of of the fans around him could, is growing still. I think that there is a, a difference in, in his at-bats now within the, the buzz in the ballpark than there was at the beginning of this year. So, uh, you know, that's with him having already been the MVP, having already, you know, been the MVP of the World Baseball Classic as well. You know, there was a lot uh, of reputation already going into this year, but I think he's, it's growing. And I think that we're seeing that in every ballpark that we go to. Saw it at the All-Star Game last night. I mean, the fans in Seattle chanting, for Shohei to, to sign there, um, it was it was interesting. And I wonder if we'll hear that in other places as we move forward. You know, I, I, I don't know how realistic Atlanta would go after him, but I, I wonder if 
when the angels are in Atlanta, we'll hear that. Or when they are in New York, if we'll hear that, um, you know, I wonder if that chant from the Seattle fans kind of kickstarts a, a whole, uh, kind of recruiting from, from fans around the country to get, to get Shohei's attention. What do you think of the possibility of Shohei possibly coming to the Mets, like all the Twitter gossip is? Well, the Mets still have um, a chance because they have the money to to do it. You know, there's only so many teams that will pay him, you know, even for as a, a, a unique and remarkable and all the superlatives you can use for Shohei, there's still a small number of teams that will go for him. I thought... I thought MLB Network made a great point last night that if if the Angels did trade him, that the teams that should be most interested in him are the teams that wouldn't sign him, that a team like Baltimore or Miami or Cincinnati, teams that are in the playoff race this year but would have no chance of signing Shohei long term, should make a big pitch to trade for him because they would get him for the for the last three months of this season and and kind of ride Shohei to try to win a World Series this year with their groups. I thought that was a great idea. Now that but the teams that can sign him and that would sign him, that's a smaller list. But the Mets are on that list. And uh, you know, there's there's a there's it's New York, but it doesn't come with the same attention as the Yankees would. And I think Shohei wants something that will be less attention uh, filled than the Yankees. I would be shocked if he goes to the Yankees. I think that's a non-starter for him, but, uh, I don't, I don't know that the Mets are viewed that way. You know, he certainly has a relationship with Billy Epler. Billy was a big reason why he signed with the angels in the first place. Um, so, uh, but, but also on the other end of that, Billy, when he was the angels GM, the rules were different for Shohei. They gave him more days off. They didn't let him really be this full two-way player that he has been the last couple of years since Billy left. So, you know, I don't I don't know what their relationship is now, but I'm sure that as a team that has the money to sign him, they'll make their pitch. And, I, you know, Shoei's not going to just go to the highest bidder. I think he will find his spot for what he feels like fits his needs as a player, both on the field and in the locker room with regard to, um, you know, his comfort level and the team's chances of winning while he's there. So there's a lot of factors that I think, you know, money's one, but I don't think it's the ultimate. I think obviously we would like him to come to Mets. Of course we would, but I think it would be fantastic for the, for the London series next year, because obviously interest in baseball is growing in the UK where we are. Um, but he's sort of crossing over because he's such a unique player. People who don't know anything about baseball, I think are starting to become aware of, um, Otani because of you know how how big an impact he's having as, as someone who can pitch and who can hit and stuff like that um, obviously we're very excited about um, London next year I mean have you ever been to London I, I guess you may not be involved in the London series if you're with the Angels and stuff but um, yeah, we're, yeah. Really, we're really looking forward to it and obviously hopefully the, the sort of broadcast guys come over and stuff like that yeah I'm, I'm Mets Radio will be out there I don't think Mets TV will come um as I, I, I don't know if Steve, Steve might just because he, they do need a reporter out there. Um, so you might get Gelbs out there, but Gary, Keith and Ron probably would not be part of it. Um, you know, hopefully how he makes the trip. I think he's kind of has a fascination for, for Liverpool, at least as a big Beatles fan. And uh, so I, I hope he goes and, you know, maybe if I get a weekend off, I'll go too. I'd love to go. I, I was, 
I knew it was coming. You know, it's kind of been talked about for the last couple of years that, that Mets Phillies would be on the London circuit. Um, so I wasn't surprised to see it, but you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little surprised that I wasn't there for it, uh, that I, that I left before that happened, which is, uh, kind of a bummer. So, um, if there's a way for me to be there, I will, but, um, you know, I think it's a good fit. And I think, I think, you know, with, with the London series and what they're trying to accomplish, it's a, it's a perfect type of uh, situation to have the Mets and the Phillies go there. Come on over. We'll look after you. We'll buy you a pint. I'm sure. And I don't know if you know, but myself and Tori are actually going to be in New York this weekend. Um, yeah. Tori's actually changed her travel plans to be in New York <laughs> for the Friday game. Right. So, yes. Yeah. So, good stuff. We may see each other in passing. She'll, she'll, I'm sure she'll give you a wave. <laughs> Well, it'll be a good game to go to. Um, you know, Verlander's going to start for the Mets and Julio Arias for the Dodgers. And, um, you know, Mets-Dodgers always – something always seems to be, um, you know, in the in the, in the the air when the, those teams play each other. Kind of, um, you know, uh, there's a, a rivalry, I think, within it, even though they're on separate coasts. I, I think that they've – you know, there's there's still some action to it. Uh, that that's different than your typical East versus West matchup. It is. We've been driving the rest of the group nuts because we're we're excited to be there this weekend. And uh, I think they just can't wait for it to come and go. Right, Andrew? Yeah, well, I'm obviously going to be very jealous of you all being there. But um, yeah, it should be it should be a great series anyway. Um, I think we've got a few guest questions. If we can, uh, Tracy? Yes, we've got some questions that we ask all of our guests. Um, first one, who's your favourite Mets player, past and present? Um, you know, I think past my favourite Mets player, I have a couple. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, the Mets and the Cubs played each other a lot. And um, I didn't really like those Mets players at that time. I've grown to really like them as people now. But I always liked watching Howard Johnson play. I loved I loved Ojo's game. I thought he was player um and he was he was a little bit different than the other guys there was such a, a brashness to those to those Mets teams and players you know Doc and Daryl were were unbelievable and at, at that time they were on top of the world um so it was it was hard to, to find something good about Doc and Daryl but um Hojo was a little bit more under the radar I, I liked Howard Johnson you know uh, Piazza's uh, you know kind of the ultimate um, or he's become maybe the ultimate Italian American ball player, and um, you know, for me as an Italian American, I have a, a very large admiration for Mike, and and uh, I think that what he did as a Met, you know, whether it was the home run after 9/11 or or just his overall game, uh, taking the Mets to the World Series, I, I think that his number being retired is certainly well well earned. Um, at City Field, and you know, on the current team, uh, Brandon Nimmo. I mean, he's he's the greatest guy in the world. And you know, I was pretty early in my time with the Mets when Brandon first got to the big leagues, and I was hosting the pre and post game show back then, and you know, kind of doing a lot more interviews one on one back then. And so I have a different relationship, I think, with guys like Michael Conforto and. 
Brandon Nimmo and Wilmer Flores and, and just guys from those teams, Branderson, um, because I was doing interviews with them all the time. And, and, you know, when Brandon first came up and to see that how he's, what he's turned into as a, as a baseball player, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Brandon Nimmo. Excellent. So what's your favorite Mets moment? It could be something you called, something you saw. Um, yeah, on the, the World Series run in 2015, my first year there, it, I, it was just a, a shock to see that season unfold that way. And, you know, Steve, it was his first year there, too. And we were both like, well, this is it. We, we joined this team at the right time be in this postseason every year. And these pitchers are, are you know, all going to be Hall of Famers and all that. And, <laughs> you know, it didn't work out that way, but that first run was really special and, and beating the Dodgers, you know, um, we're going to probably talk about this on Friday. It was so unexpected to beat the Dodgers because they had the two great pitchers, uh, Kershaw and Granke, who started four out of the five games in that series. And it took really an otherworldly performance from Daniel Murphy and, and a couple of the others to, to put them over the top. But that celebration they had after beating the Dodgers, you could tell that the team something special they celebrated beating the Dodgers harder than they did winning the pennant or, or yeah. winning the I mean it was just so much more it was that they were they really felt like underdogs that that overcame a giant um in that series and that's 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 how it was and they 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 deserved that spell the celebration winning game five in LA but when we talk to people here about other Mets fans it's funny that you say underdog because that's what comes up time and time again. That's why we, we love them. We love an underdog over here. We do. Um, mm. How do you see the season finishing for the Mets? You know, it's hard to see it turning around uh, at the end of the day. There's there's a reason why it's, it has been how it's been. Um, but if Scherzer and Verlander are aces, if Sanga continues to be uh, a, a strong contributor, you know, Jose Quintana's due back soon. If they're starting pitching can carry them, I think they'll have more success. Now, will it be enough success to, to overcome how the first half has gone? That's hard to say because uh, the league is a little bit tougher, a little more spread out than I think they thought going in. Um, the Marlins have been an unexpected success. You know, Phillies have got, played a lot better over the last month. Atlanta's run away in a way that they would have last year had they played, you know, from how they did June 1st on to the end. Um, you know, they're, they're certainly the best team in baseball. And even league-wide in the West, you know, the, the Giants have been better than I think people thought, uh, kind of replacing the Padres in that regard. And the Diamondbacks, too, are, are way better than people thought. So these kind of two surprise teams, the Diamondbacks and the Marlins, make it a lot more difficult for the Mets to catch up because there's more teams to catch up to than they thought there would be. So I, I don't know if they'll get to where they, they want to go, but I think that the second half could be a lot better and at least get them in the conversation if the starting pitchers carry them. And last but not least, you're given a golden ticket. You can buy any player from any team. Who do you think would be a good fit for the Mets and why? Well, I mean, I, is this a non-Shohei question? Because if that's the only answer. You right can now. give us the Shohei answer, <laughs> all the non-Shohei answer. It's up to you. Uh, 
Shohei's Shohei's just the best player in the history of the world, I think. And so you get two players in one. You get a you get a great starting pitcher and you get one of the best hitters in baseball. You know, it's too easy to say Shohei. So if you wanted a non-Shohei answer, um, you know, I think I think the Mets see this guy a whole lot. Ronald Acuna is, is probably the next best player in baseball. His power and speed combination. And he's a better outfielder than I think people give him credit for. Uh, he's a dynamic, dynamic player. And, and he's a big part of the reason why the Braves are the best team in baseball. Um, not the only reason. There's a lot of good talent there. But, but Acuna is, I think, the most talented guy in the league outside of Shohei. Amazing. That's a good shout. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that's everything that we we had for you. Thank you so much for joining us and giving up some of your time. We really appreciate it um, over here. So I um, hope you have a great time on, on Friday. I hope you're calling a Mets win for us. would be great. That would be nice. Uh, they, they need as many as they can get. So I uh, appreciate you having me on and I hope to uh, to meet you guys somewhere soon. Thank you very Thank much, Wayne.